Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party! The mysterious orb was revealed to be an extra-dimensional object placed on Ravnica for an unknown purpose. And what's more, it appears there may have been more than one. With the help of the enigmatic Dr. Fizzlegig Whirlygear, our players descend into the secret laboratory of Malthus Reed, determined to discover his goal in collecting the orbs. Though long abandoned, the laboratory security systems are still very much online. Can the party survive long enough to discover the mad scientist's secrets? Find out this week on Encounter Party! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Encounter Party. My name is Brian David Judkins, and I am your Dungeon Master. With me, as always, are Andrew Krug, Eddie Cooper, Ned Donovan, Sarah Babe, and Landry Fleming. Let's get this party started. At the top of both of the stairs, the back of the lab, you see these two boiling, weird creatures begin to descend the stairs, seemingly mindless, but also incredibly aggravated as they now seem aware of your presence. They are anthropomorphic brutes formed from water and molten rock. Xenia, you would know that these are blister coil weirds. So weirds are formed when some sort of accident goes wrong. In the case of blister coils, somebody probably had some frightening experiment where they were trying to uh, instantly cool some molten rock and it ended up fusing with the water element. These things become semi-sentient. Um, they can be used you know, in, in, in sort of manual labor that can be commanded. They are incredibly dangerous and they're also incredibly unstable. Um, and you've heard horrible uh, stories of, of explosions, instant freezings, um, whatever they are, they are more dangerous than they are useful most of the time. Would everybody please roll initiative? Let's roll initiative! 20. 15. I rolled a 21. Top of the order. Ned, you see these things sort of twitching and boiling and flowing as they are amorphous in nature, sort of taking their time to stumble down the stairs in a very weird contortiony form. So I cup both hands around the crystal around my neck and it glows a deep white, just clear white. And then I throw my hands forward, shooting ice shards out for frostbite. They must make a... Constitution saving roll 14. So the one in front of you? Yeah. It rolls an eight. Does not succeed. Does not succeed. So what happens? It is receiving uh, 1d6 cold damage. 1d6 cold damage. It is receiving four cold damage. Four cold damage. So you blast this thing with ice. Describe your attack for me so I can describe its reaction. So uh, after, after using the crystal to focus the energy into my hands, I push them forward and shards of ice come out and not shoot at it like missiles, but rather surround it and oppressively push in on its extremities to freeze it from the outside in. 
So you see as this ice sort of surrounds and starts pushing in, the water part of this weird sort of gives way and the molten inside of it just sort of takes the ice. And there is a bit of a scratch there on the surface, but ice cannot handle the molten lava inside. And that is why we cantrip for our first attack. Lord's <laughs> <laughs> damage. Four damage. <laughs> Ain't using a spell slot on an ice no more. Pause before you do thing. Landry, what languages does your character speak? A uh, Draconic, Common, and Vidalcan. Oh. These things only speak Draconic, so you can hear them on the way down. I didn't think anyone in the room spoke Draconic. Mm -hmm. They only speak Draconic, so you can hear them on the way down coming into the thing, uttering things of like, intruders. Okay. Intruders. Vacate the facility. And it's this sort of like bubbling, girling lifeless, just some sort of defense system in place. Can I take a free action now to speak to them? You can You can say things to people at any time. Fantastic. So I just shout uh, in Draconic, um, we've been sent here by Master Whirly Gig, f wait, Fizzle Gig, f Fizzle yep. Gig Whirly Gear. And your punting of that name is just <laughs> not enough. <laughs> it just... They don't know who that is, and they're just kind of intruders. Vacate the premises. And she just keeps saying, the magic word, the magic word. <laughs> uh, yes, they seem pretty, whoever you are, they're attacking you guys. Cool. Uh, Lorzach, you are up. Lorzach is going to approach the staircase. You better get in range with those spores. Is going to cast Thunder Wave Aww. at second level, and it must make a Constitution saving throw. A four. And it takes. Come on, high damage. Mm -hmm. uh, 19 lightning damage, thunder damage, and is pushed 10 feet away into the wall. Or up the stairs. Or farther up the stairs. Yeah, farther up the stairs. <laughs> As a bonus action, Lorzach is going to activate his spores. And that is the turn. Does thunder damage do anything uh, specific to them? That's why I tried it. That's I don't know. Just what I'm, no, I'm excited to see. This is why I'm throwing frostbite at people. Mm -hmm. So you hit it with lightning and shove it back up the stairs. The attack gets absorbed into it as the lightning sort of ripples all throughout its body and it jiggles in that sort of like horrifying electrified frog sort of fashion. And it gets this terrible <laughs> sound to it as you kind of shock it. Um, it seems to have taken the full-on effect of the attack, um, but it is a little bit disconcerting to note that while you have damaged it, it seems very comfortable around magical energy. And you have done 19 damage to it. Um, Fikara. All right, I'm going to head and dash to the weird thing. Mm-hmm. And after dashing, I am going to do my awesome gore attack. Yes. So as a bonus attack, I can use my horns. Correct. So I will make that attack with a 14. A 14 hits, All just right, barely. Cool. So you go rushing across the floor with this whole fucking hell no. <laughs> Put your head down and go running up, shoving your horns straight into this jelly structure. Mm. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's going to be... <laughs> Oh, that's so gross. Uh, so, so gross. Uh, that's going to be five damage. Okay, it takes five damage. 
As soon as you charge into it and shove your horns into it, you just kind of hit the realization at the last minute that I've just shoved my horns into amorphous molten rock. Yeah, it wasn't really thought out very much. And you will take one fire damage. Yeah, oh. Could have been worse. It is now the weird's turn. First and foremost, one has this minotaur halfway inside of it. (laughs) And it simply (laughs) reaches up a hand. And it doesn't so much reach as it just sort of like bubbles up to the surface and then brings a big hammering fist down on top of you for a roll. Uh, It rolls a five. So I don't think that's going to... That does not hit. Man, that was a really cool setup that just sort of like... So as you kind of charge into it and smash in, it looks like it's ready to hit you, but the force was just a little bit too much, and its jelly just sort of flops back in a weird angle. (laughs) You call that a hit. (laughs) (laughs) It just sort of splashes. (laughs) Sort of like splashes around. So the the one on the other side of the room is going to just flow its way down the stairs towards Perex, and it descends the stairs almost like it's pouring down rather than actually stepping. It just sort of fluidly glides its way over to you, ready to almost like give you a big old bear hug. I mean, everyone could use a hug. Maybe he's just trying to hug it out. Um, it's going to be a 10 to hit. Is not going to hit. Is not going to hit. Didn't need to use shield. Thank you, D20. Um, kind of embarrassing, actually. These things are rather dangerous. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while since they've needed to attack each other. Fair enough. So a couple years, they're rusty. Lennox. Yeah, yeah, they're just sticking. Yeah, Lennox, you're up. My go? Yes, sir. Here's what I'm going to do. Ooh, snap. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. And step yes. right here. Okay. As you sort of sidestep around the side of it. And smash it with my mace. Smash it with a mace. Yay! Punch the crap out of it. That's my favorite kind of smashing. The target is 13, guys. And I do not hit. And you miss. So you swing it with your mace to try and take a chunk out of it, but you just sort of catch the water edge of it and just sort of splash through. Xenia. Okay. The person way in the back, who seems to be the only one really aware of how dangerous the situation is. Yeah. So Xenia makes her way forward, and she casts Acid Splash on the weird. Okay. Um, That's a 17. A 17 will hit. Okay. Four. Four. So you reach your hands out and just sort of, ha, spray some acid in the face of this thing, and... Water isn't really a fan of acid because they don't mix. And I guess Molten Rock isn't really a fan of acid either, as it seems to do a plenty amount of damage, sort of dissolving part of this thing away. And as as it dissolves away and other parts of this weird sort of try and travel over to to hold the, you know, position back together, it is clear that acid is seemingly usable. Mm -hmm. Dope. Top of the order, Perix. Okay, well, uh, I did want to step back, but there's like a guy in my face. I don't love attacks of opportunity and I don't no. want to take disengage. So I'm okay. gonna stand right in front of it. Great. And I take one hand up and I put my forearm between me and the weird. And with the other hand, I the the crystal glows this this odd purple, almost like a like a vine jungle color. And out of my hand fire, how do I describe this? As the purple as the purple translates down my left arm, my hand goes out and points right at the weird, firing a green arrow directly forward, which explodes just in front of the weird into a spray of acid. So pure acid damage? Pure acid. Okay. Uh, it is, uh, I have to actually, it's a hit. It's a spell cast. We're for- good here. That's a 19. Correct. So very, very, roll damage, please, and I'll describe this for you. For very cleverly- Can I have a couple d4s? <laughs> 
So it is going to take four, eight, 10, 13 points of acid damage immediately. Okay. And then uh, at the end of its next turn, it will take two more. Great. Two more D4. Two more D4. Okay, we'll roll that at the end of its turn. Very cleverly, you notice that perhaps firing a magic arrow straight at this thing is just going to pass right through. So you have the wherewithal to explode this thing mentally right in front. And again, acid seems to be one effective way that these things are not intaking the energy the way that it is for more natural elements. Uh, Lorzatch. Do something awesome. He usually does. He does. Aw, thanks, guys. Lorzatch is going to close distance. Okay. Taking position right behind Fikara on the staircase. Okay. And he is going to cast Chill Touch. And a 19 hits. A 19 hits. Please roll damage. And the weird will take four necrotic damage. Okay. It takes four necrotic damage. So you notice with that attack, as you Chill Touch and pump this thing full of energy, this weird has taken on a certain amount of damage, but it's also seemingly absorbed a certain amount of damage. And as your spell finishes, you watch it sort of intake the last of your energy, damaged, pieces of it sort of dripping off. But it does simultaneously grow in size to a now large creature. No, sir, I don't like it. So, Fikara, this weird thing that you have your horns embedded in has suddenly just sort of amassed size around you. Mmm, that's weird. Yeah, that's true. Mm (laughs) What would you like to do? I am going to just like getting bigger is not going to help you. I'm just going to hit you harder. Just going to pull the horns out. Yeah. So first. Yeah. (laughs) Boom, boom. Right on each side of it. All right. Like Mace's smashing through this thing is probably an interesting sight. Oh, that'll be. Oh, that's only a 10. Okay. So not so much. Only 10? Yeah. A 10 does not hit, unfortunately. Rats. As you sort of pull yourself back, you kind of swing wildly, but your whole sort of spatial reference here is off, and again, you just sort of catch the water exterior of this and just splash, splash. Now it is the weird's turn. As this thing kind of gets some maces into it, now another one and a half times the size it was before, Fikara, you are still in front of it, and it decides that you are an intruder and need to be... Smashed. And will it please make a constitution Christ save? Christ <laughs> It has a zero. I like to know that its constitution's in the negative. Mm-hmm. It's a blob. It's a construct. <laughs> it How takes much? five necrotic damage. It takes five necrotic damage. How does necrotic damage do for it? Um, it's the same amount. Well, it triggered a giant transformation last time, so <laughs> early indications aren't good. Um, but it will it will make uh, a, just a slam attack on you, Fikara. Um, it will get a 19. That will hit. And it's going to hit uh, hard. Okay, so first you receive seven bludgeoning damage. All right. And then on top of that, another five fire damage. So you feel not only the weight of sort of a water mace just slam into the back of you, but then your fur on the back of your neck starts singeing a little bit. Uh Intruders, vacate the premises. Um, The other weird in front of the people there. Well, let's sort of randomly decide who's going to get attacked. Uh, Lennox, you are getting swung at by this thing. This weird kind of tries to backhand you from the side. Um, a 16 to hit. Does not, probably, right? Unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. So, you see it coming from a mile away as this thing sort of backhands you, pulling your shield up just in time, and just a lot of, just a lot of splashing over at that side of the lab. 
Uh, Lennox, it is now uh, your turn to retaliate. It takes yes. five more poison damage. Oh, five more poison damage from your things. You clever. Poison, poison or acid? Sorry, acid damage. Acid, acid damage. damage. Acid damage. Acid damage. It's literally called acid arrow. Thank you very much. <laughs> so at the end of its turn, you know, as it kind of backhands, but it forgot to sort of take care of this spray of acid from the previous turn, takes more damage, and now Lennox, it's your turn to retaliate. I summon my spiritual weapon. That and big, it that big maze? appears directly <laughs> to the side dun, dun. of the weird. And I attack both with my spiritual weapon and my mace. Okay. Uh, that's plus five, so 14. A 14 hits. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a silent whisper. And so um, And the seven is... That's a plus six. What? Is that hit? Oh, really? Where, where does it get the extra one from? Because I leveled up, bitch! <laughs> a 13 hits? Sprat! <laughs> <laughs> One die eight and one die six. Okay. Minimum damage. Minimum damage. So your spiritual weapon appears out of nowhere on the other side of the creature, and in an acute sort of hammer and anvil fashion, your spiritual weapon slams the weird into your shield, and then in retaliation, your mace comes down hitting it again. And while it is physical, and while this is basically a jelly that you're swinging, you're starting to realize by possibly attacking it from multiple sides, you can just seriously just squish it out of submission. The hammer of justice will fall upon you. Xenia. I decide to make a brave move and I cast Chaos Bolt. Oh, yeah! Do it! Yep. <laughs> uh, for 15 points and I cast Acid. And you cast acid damage for 15 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Would you also please roll a d20? Uh-huh. Oh, God. One, 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 one. Oh, oh. it was so close. <laughs> it's so close. Another little bit. Because right on the other side of that is the one. Yes. So 15 points of acid damage to the one on the left. Excuse me, to the one on the right. So as you... Um, well, just describe this for me because it's going to kill it. Absolutely. So I reach inside myself and I just taste the bile deep in my stomach and it travels through my veins and I make my spidey hands and I just (laughs) fling acid from my wrist directly into his eyeballs and they, his blister coil eyeballs and the acid just burns through his skull and then he melts like the Indiana Jones movie guy. Yeah, so you see this sort of amorphous humanoid form of jelly just sort of melt down like, you know, jello you leave out too long that just sort of melts and it just dissipates into a pool of down on the floor, killing that weird. Um, It's weird that I want jello. So now that there is no longer a weird. Yes, in the current situation where you guys are, the three of you on that side cannot see either Fikara or the other weird because they are technically on the second floor. So. And they are, because the staircase goes up and goes back. So, so you can see Lorzach over on the other staircase swinging away at something. If I ran up these stairs, would yes. the two landings be able to see each other? Yes. So I'm going to run forward. I believe that's exactly my movement because I have yep. 30. So the way that staircase works is that staircase is double the length that it is. Okay. So I can make it halfway up the stairs. Can I see across? You can see Fikara. But not the thing. Not the thing because it got pushed back 10 feet. Okay. 
So then, man, that sucks. I'm not gonna You can to... see Fakara. Right. So she is smoking because she has been singed by something. And you can you I mean, she is up there swinging away at something. But like I can't attack it. You you do not have line of sight. Right. So can I I then, mean you know where it is, you just don't have line of sight. Can I dash up the stairs? It will end my turn, but at least I'll have line of sight on it when I get there. Yep. That's exactly what I will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I dash up the stairs. I uh but that is my turn. Great. Lore's edge. Lorzetch is going to reach back a hand, summon a spectral skeletal hand, and fling it at the giant rampaging weird. That is definitely going to hit. (laughs) That's over a 20. Yeah, you're good. And it takes two necrotic damage. (laughs) (laughs) That was very dramatic for two. (laughs) So it is a very small amount of damage, but you are seeing significant effect on these weirds. You know, pieces are falling off, stuff is melting, and it's having a harder and harder time sort of keeping its shape together. There may have been a slight meep from... (laughs) From Vicara uh, seeing a skeletal hand coming forward. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Speaking of Vicara. Yes. It is your turn. Yay. Um, I am. I'm just going to wail on this thing again. I was going to say, please attempt to do something. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just target gonna... number is 13, guys. They're like, all right. One more time. Two more hits. You're going down. You might see some of the like stuff being flung off this and think that it, oh, I'm I'm doing stuff. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, I got one hit at an 18. An 18 will hit. The other one will miss. Hooray. Please roll damage. Uh, it's going to be six. Six. Again, you're noticing <laughs> this thing is amorphous and sort of made of jelly and, and molten rock. Like you are taking chunks off of it, but you're easily understanding that martial weapons is not the most efficient way to do it. I got all day to hit you, buddy. Great. <laughs> yeah, great. And it's got all day to swing back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to strike again at you, Fakara. Please don't hit. Uh, it's going to be a 16. Uh, Sorry, even more than that, it's going to be an 18. At hurts. its current size, it gets a plus five. Well, that's disgusting. Yeah, that is. So it is going to, again, as you take a full-on force fist of fire in the face, that's four, five, six alliterations. (laughs) Oh, I was like, oh, we're just going to count up the damage that I got now? No, no, no. Just count my alliteration combo. It was very nice. Combo. You're going to take one bludgeoning damage. (laughs) (laughs) However, it is a much larger creature than it was now, so the effect of its fire is more. Oh. So you take one bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then you take 14 fire damage. All right. Three, four. Okay. Okay. All right. That hurt a little. Yep. A little little bit of, oof. (laughs) Just brushed my fur. Okay. Lennox. Lennox. You see nothing in front of you, but you can surmise that over on the far side of that lab, there is fighting going on. Lennox sends his magic spiritual weapon up the flight of stairs, following it, and, uh, yeah. Mm. Yep, so you race upstairs to try can and I find see? the source. Yeah, um, you are at the top of the stairs, and you can see um, a weird that is similar to the one you were fighting, except it's about one and a half times the size. So you don't know what they're fighting over on that side of the hall, but it looks worse than what you were swinging at. Since he cannot reach the weird with his magical weapon, he summons the power of the sacred flame. 
Sacred Flame! Ooh. And it is a dex save. A dex saving throw. I can't imagine these things are very dexter. Oh, actually, they are incredibly Aww. dexterous because they're amorphous. Yes, yeah, because they move. Yeah, because they wiggle and jiggle and don't fall down. 14 <laughs> is the uh, it save. hit a 14 exactly. I call shenanigans. <laughs> I will show you the 11 plus 3. 11 plus 3. It just made it. Xenia. Uh, Xenia sees everybody run off, so she yep. does too. <laughs> Everybody's just run upstairs. Um, from this vantage point on the stairs, can I see the weird? No, I can't. No, you cannot. You have to make it up the stairs. Dash and the dash stairs on is, The stairs is six spaces of movement. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm I'm done. Okay. She just breathes top of the really order. heavily. So, uh, I can now see the thing because I'm at the top of the stairs. You can now see the thing because you're at the top of the stairs. Hey, uh, table question, because I'm, I've been trying to plan out my spell slots based on do we think we're going to be battling more things. Uh, should we kick the shit out of this thing or should we not lose spell slots? I think we should try and reserve some spell slots. Okay. Mainly so, for healing. It does look it does look pretty damaged. Great. So then uh, I bring my hands together and start molding them like you would almost a snowball and this, this ooze emanates out from my hands and starts to form into a spherical shape. And then doing my best Gary Maddox. I, uh, Greg Maddox, by Greg the way. Maddox. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> Who's that? It's a baseball player. We're not really a sports podcast. No. But that's okay. Uh, but I, you should know better. I should know better. <laughs> Gary Maddox. Gary Maddox. They don't I'm so get sorry it. to Braves fans everywhere. Uh, been, Yo, pitch the damn asset I already. Pitch the asset. <laughs> At uh, at the thing, it needs to make a dexterity saving throw of 14. Dex of 14. It makes an 18. Well, then the acid never quite gets there. Whizzes by this massive thing that, well, it's not massive yet. It's just large. Yeah. It is just large. He said yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah, I right. Then I guess I'll move 30 feet closer. Uh, Our condolences well, to be, Gerald make sure, oh, Maddox. Careful for a second. Make sure that if you're going to move, make sure you move now so we can ascertain distance by the time these other things happen. Uh, You know what? No, I don't like getting punched, so I'm going to hang out. Okay. Lorzach. Lorzach is going to cast Chill Touch. Chill touch. Chill, bro. That's pretty cool. Uh, 21. A 21 definitely hits. And the rampaging weird will take three necrotic damage. You shove this thing full of more energy and more damage, and it's it's slowly losing its pieces as it's falling and falling and falling, but you're now noticing that it is only sort of the jelly water on the outside that is losing. The molten rock on the inside hasn't really lost any mass. And in fact, it grows even more to the point where it really isn't even a mix of water and metal anymore. It is just a pure molten golem. And it has now reached huge size. Uh, if this thing explodes on me, I'm going to be... Less than happy. The last one melted. As a bonus action, you get six HP back. I love you. Figara. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just going to be like, listen, this whole growing thing, you can keep growing. I'm going to st- still hit you. Uh, I will take an action to do second wind. Okay. So I don't die. Okay. Because that's always a good thing. Okay. D10 plus three. So that's going to be another eight for me. And then I'm going to whack it with a mace. In the face. Uh, that's in the a, face. Yeah, right. 21. A 21 hits. And that will be lots of damage. Okay, maybe five damage. Five damage. Five damage. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm going to describe how this particular thing dies because you you half damage on bludgeoning. You just killed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> you 
just you just saved yourself a turn. Although it was going to die probably at the beginning of its turn anyway, thanks to Constitution saving throws. So after battling this thing for for a little half a minute here, as you're sort of whack whack with the mace, just sort of like splashing around in this thing. It grows double in size and all the sort of water parts of it fall off into this big sort of molten golem with this as it kind of stands up to its full height. And Fakara, full of bravo, you just, oh, it's time, motherfucker. And you just reach your mace back and just, just right in the middle of this rock and it just kind of sticks and it just has this big scream as its back arches in pain and just this, scream and you're like yeah motherfucker until it doesn't really stop arching back and it just kind of swells and swells oh dear and swells no until it finally explodes everyone within 30 feet please make a dexterity saving throw come on sparkly dice Uh, uh. 23 23 is fine. That was a five. Oh, no. I like that Fakar gets covered in whatever we fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time it's molten lava. So yep. Oh, no. My fur. This My is a lot of damage. Fur. I need more dice. Hold on. Oh. Ha ha! Lennox calls from the other side of the room. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm at 23 hit of, points right. You're at 23 hit points right now. Of yeah. What? Okay. 40. Okay, so uh, we what? need less than 63 points of damage. I'm counting. Give me a second. Oh God. Um, never 63. She's dead. 10, 19, 31 points of fire damage. All right, I'm down. Yep. But I'm not dead. Lorzach. Yeah. You take half of that, rounded down, so 15 points of fire damage. Got it. You know I. So close to not getting dog. So this thing explodes and your big body just kind of shields Lorzach from a great deal of this damage. So you should feel comforted in one angle as you smash. (laughs) But burned in the other. As you smash this thing and it kind of explodes into a molten wave that crashes down the stairs. Lorzach very quickly huddles behind your bovine body. (laughs) (laughs) Bovine bodice. I love it. Um, and you take kind of the full-on wave of this just molten rock, and down you go. The combat is over, but one of your uh, combatants is uh, currently down. Again. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. I run over and cast Spare the Dying. Spare the Dying. Okay. She is stabilized. Yay. We don't have any of those health potions, though. I have one left. Really? Yes. Oh. I take out her health potion and pour it down her gullet. (laughs) (laughs) 1d6 plus 2, right? Uh, No, 2d4 plus 2. Oh. 2 to 4 plus 2. So that's going to be 5 plus 2, 7. Yay. Welcome back. 
good to have you. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> you kind of stand up. Ah! <laughs> Is it dead? Did I kill it? Um, for the uh, stomach sensitivity of our audio listeners, I will not describe what you look like, but imagine what's going to happen if a creature made out of fur gets covered in lava. Ugh. Might be some time before your furriness returns. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> Bald cow. <laughs> with the with fire like, scars welcome. now. It's just this sort of... This is your current situation. You guys are now on the second floor yes. of the secret lab. And it is the, the top half of that sort of large chamber when you entered in that you saw. You can now see the top of the massive glass and metal structure you saw from the first floor. There is a gaping hole in the middle of this floor, but there are several metal grates and catwalks that provide um, purchase and access for people who want to monitor and manipulate this massive sort of lab equipment in the center of the room. Looking at the map, so sorry audience, uh, are those catwalks over the thing? Yes. Okay. So there is a big cavity, but there are sort of like catwalk bridges, two of them that lead across the cavity. Oh, this is the, the thing oh, down this below. thing was two stories. Yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. And then is the, this thing So the center, the center of this entire area is open in the middle that falls down to the first floor, but it is, um, there are there are two metal bridges that, that cross, allowing you to sort of get from one half of the room to the other half of the room without having to run around in a track. Gotcha. And then this thing over to my right, your left, is the top of that two-story glass thing that was full of the liquid? Yes, so that that tank, that that very large tank full of sort of the, the barely glowing yellow jelly that Andrew and Sarah found on the first floor extends all the way to the top there. So that would excite me. I would probably head to that and see without touching things that I shouldn't touch if sure. I could discern the liquid based on my knowledge of viscous and waters and things like that and try and figure out what would potentially be kept in there. Sure. Give me an investigation check, please. The rest of you, what are you doing? <clears throat> it is a 23. Okay. Thank you very much. Great. I just start down uh, this this always. I'm looking for doors. I'm looking for anything that stands out to me, really. Um, there's nothing on that side that you can see there. Um, that immediate thing you're standing in front of is simply just uh, a podium or a filing cabinet or something on the side for people to, like, place things on. Mm -hmm. What is this? Is this a door or something? That's nothing. <laughs> That's not the door you're looking for. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why I put the... <laughs> I would just like to go look at the tank, please. Sure. You guys are looking at a tank? What is that? She is going to there? inspect this room. So you are inspecting uh, a doorway. A door. You are expecting a door which would lead into a part of the lab that you know from your spatial awareness would be directly above, above the, room the room where you found all the empty cages of the of the lab experiments and stuff like that. Um, you are able to examine the door however you wish. A 20 for investigation. Great. Um, can everybody else please do me the kindness of... Lennox, you are the only one, I suppose, who hasn't... Have you dedicated what you're doing yet? Have you declared? I'm just standing by. Okay. How long does your weapon last? Uh, just, uh, just a minute, I believe. That's just a minute? Okay. So your spiritual weapon is gone. But my shield lasts 10 minutes. Your shield lasts 10 minutes. I would say that we're still within 10 minutes of what we're doing. I would say that you're still okay with the shield for this exact moment. I don't think anything's going to happen that's going to make it go away for the moment. Lorzach, you see that there is some sort of very large, very round carving on this door that leads to that area above where the, where the animals were. And... The door itself 
doesn't look like any other door you've ever seen. It is clearly a portal because you can see a door frame and it is metal. But the in what is inlaid into this metal structure does not really give any sort of obvious understanding as to how this door opens. There's no knob, there's no hinges, but it is clear that whatever this thing is in the middle, it's going to rotate in some manner. But exactly how those pieces twist, move, or how you even get them to do that in the beginning is not inherently understandable. But as you kind of examine this door for a second, is there anything you would like to do to the door? Is there? Does it appear that you need to set an object into the door in order to get it to move? Uh, yes, possibly in some places there is uh, cavities that look like they could hold objects. And would these objects be described as spherical? No. They are sometimes discus, but as far as something that you would need the orb that you have in your possession to open the door, not that case. Uh, Lorzach is going to make note of this and inspect whatever these things are nearby. Great. Um, you see some containers, um, some powders, some supplies sort of strewn around. Surprisingly tidied up since nobody has been here. There is dust and cobwebs and sort of latent energy crackling through the air in this area, but it looks like for the most part, nobody really lingered around this part of the laboratory. Like the main area here is just sort of to house that massive equipment down. Whatever is beyond that door that you saw is probably where all the juicy stuff is. Ned and Sarah, as you guys are examining the tank, you can see that there is something in there. Something that you're now realizing for you, Fakara, as you were down on the first floor, you just kind of saw the underside of it. It is taller than you, but it is of sort of a shape-wise, what I would describe is right now it kind of appears like a shadow, but it seems to be kind of bulbed in several dimensions. So if you like blew up a mace, right? How maces sometimes have kind of ridges or protrusions on the end of them to give them something when you, a little bit of focus when you swing them on. It kind of looks sort of something like that. Like if you just blew up a mace head, okay. it's sort of like sitting in this jelly. Ned, uh, what did you roll again for examining the tank? Please remind me. Uh, I rolled a 23. Oh, so what you know is whatever this jelly is that is in the tank has congealed and probably used to be a lot more viscous. But now, since it's been sitting here, possibly without power for a time, it has sort of um, gelatinized. And can I discern through my researcher as a studier of the sentient and um, the organic, can I discern anything from this creature or thing that would tell me what it might be? Give me another investigation check, please. I'll take a... 21. At 21. You really rack your brain about everything that you could possibly imagine that could fill this form. And you're running through everything. And you can't really put your hand on what this could have naturally been. Um, it might be compounded by the fact that you are a member of the Simic Compound. And like natural form doesn't really have a meaning to you. Right. So identifying something by its silhouette is not really within your realm of capability because you guys don't even really honor that to begin with. For sure. You don't really look at something and see, oh, that's a frog. You look at a frog silhouette and go, well, that's incomplete. Right. <laughs> is this anything over here? Uh, it's another storage closet. With brooms and yep. various things inside. Exciting audio action inside a storage <laughs> closet. The... When it's a place to hide. So the 
when we were on the first floor, yes. did we did I find anything that looked like legs or anything or No, it's just the underside of something Something. Something. Okay. Xenia, does this equipment in here look like anything you could maneuver or gain a, a an idea on? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean if you if you would like to do some investigation. Yeah, I'd like to. Sure. Yeah. That would be a twenty. A 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you very quickly kind of piece together that this is a, you are confirmed that this is a much larger version of the equipment you saw in Dr. Worley Gear's tower. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see a couple of uh, portholes where these glass tubes open up. Mainly if you look to the one near the stairs that sort of is triangulated between Perix and Fikara. Mm-hmm. There, that little node there. Um, it's one of the more easily accessed things where these orbs probably would have been inserted to study their effects. Ah, okay. Quite honestly, this looks so similar to the equipment that Master Whirly Fizzy Gig Whirly Gear uh, had in his laboratory. And uh, except that, but, but the size of this leads me to believe that either A, there are many orbs that they have discovered or B, they are preparing to discover many orbs. Roll me another investigation check with advantage, please. 14. It doesn't take much. Um, it's just sort of added information onto what you see. As as the gears start turning in your head and the pieces start moving aligning and you kind of hit that magical eureka moment, you very quickly sort of ascertain together that with the five sort of baubles there on the top, the five smaller ones, that this is designed to be able to study the effects of multiple orbs at once. And if there are there are five? There is at least room in this device for five. Okay, okay. Whatever this was built, so they only had one here. Mm-hmm. You knew that you have to find this one that is in here somewhere. But this machine that they built that is so similar, as opposed to Whirly Gears, which was only designed to house one, this machine was built in advance to be able to contain five at one time. So anyone who would like to investigate the equipment further, please give me an investigation check and we can kind of go from there. I can help. (laughs) Look at that thing. 21. Great. So um, with this final roll, you guys think you're finally kind of piecing it together. Whatever this device is, it's clearly meant to house several orbs at the same time. And it must have been in use because based on Whirly Gear's testimony, you knew that they were housing one in this um, lab. Any type of control that you see, the only control um, panel that you've seen was downstairs near the front entrance. The only other space that you guys can see that you might be able to insert an orb in any location would be into a small sphere connected to the big yellow jelly tank that Perix and Fikara are currently examining. So I would turn to Xenia and say, I do not touch, is it technology? Could you please look at this control panel and try and discern what it is? Absolutely. That's a nine investigation. Put the orb in, something might happen. Uh, Lord's <laughs> Eddie is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is this a risk that we really want to take? Want, most definitely. I'm really excited to see what might happen. <laughs> I don't know that we should. I am going to give you a point of inspiration. Thank you. For, for, for knowing that 
the DM is about to make something happen and in character just going, yeah. <laughs> science. Science. We're about to science the shit out of this I, motherfucker. Yes. Um, oh, man. This is going to hurt, isn't it? Uh, is it? Oh, God. That joke <laughs> can't continue. <laughs> uh, I'm the villain for a reason. Um, Lorzach will pull the orb from his backpack and ask that everyone please prepare themselves for what's about to happen. Yep. I go to the exact opposite <laughs> side. No, what? The room. No, we, no, no, no. You can't just leave us here. Dude, we are not the tanks. Yeah. Zenia I, comes back to I watch. I have Zenia. no fur left. Yeah, fine, I never had fine, fur. Fine. I'm the Dalkin. Lorzach very delicately inserts the orb into the receptacle. For those listening at home, Landry just closed her hood. (laughs) (laughs) So you take this orb that I'm assuming you have covered your hand with what? Oh, it's, I mean, it's still in its case. Oh, okay. And it's cradled so delicately into the receptacle. (laughs) Yes. So you place this into the receptacle. I don't want this to happen. And it it sort of rests down at the bottom of this glass orb with just sort of a dink. And you pull your hand out, shut the casing, and for a moment, nothing happens. And as you all hit that moment of disappointment, where you're like, we are fools. I'm not sure what we thought was going to happen. This facility hasn't been online for several years now. Whatever this jelly is from the tank starts to squeeze itself down this tube. Very clearly a congelled form of whatever was supposed to flow through here easily as this sort of... sort of squeezes in and starts enveloping the orb down at the bottom. Your tin case is fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that's And as it starts to fill up, the orb starts to heat up the jelly and the jelly starts to bubble. And the bubbling sort of transfuses its way into the pipe and into the tank and then into where you do not know the tank starts to drain. And as you see the jelly start to dissipate. No. You realize that what you really couldn't see visually is in fact a very, very, very large creature. Oh, fuck. One might even call it massive. (laughs) Giant. Okay. (laughs) It is an abomination. As you see what used to be a giant, perhaps of the Boros Legion, the Orzov keep a couple giants in their employ as well. But if somebody perhaps found a giant dead on the side of the road and decided this might be a fun weekend project, there are tubes and nodes protruding from just about every possible muscle and orifice. Huge, terrifyingly hulking muscles stretch underneath very thin, long, dead skin. A massive pump tank sits on its back with tubes and valves and pressure gauges climbing over its shoulders and plugging itself down into its solar plexus. A big, massive metal collar attaches that thing to its back in a heaviness that sinks down into this skin that can no longer feel. Its head is nothing more than a massive diving mask with a huge glass porthole in the front. And inside that porthole, half filled with fluid, is just a massive eyeball that's bigger than your own head. 
and that eyeball quickly starts darting around. Would it be dissimilar to the eyeball on the dog thing from the Zonnet 4? Yes. Okay. It, it looks like a human eyeball. Copy. It's blue, big blue, as it just starts shifting and looking and squinting. No blinking, no nothing. It's just this massive eyeball suspended in a tank helmet, half filled with water. And as the tank sort of slides open, what? this big hulking thing comes out, shaking the floor with each steps. And you realize that its arms are not arms anymore, but just massive pieces of metal meant for smashing stuff. On the next Encounter Party! Danger in the secret lab as a giant monstrosity now stands between our players and the private office of Malthus Reed. Will they survive this abominable horror, or is this the end so close to their answers? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering created by Wizards of the Coast. Edited and mixed by Ned Donovan. Sound capture and effects by Will Malones. Theme and other music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Serge Narcissoff and Darren Curtis. Special thanks to Megan Judkins, Josh Samuels, and Will Malones. Perix here, with a quick message for you from the Encounter Party team. I've been modified so many times, but the next modification will be to give an auto-review to my favorite podcast on the platform of your choice. You can find your adaptation and news and updates on the show at EncounterParty.com. I also might modify myself to just automatically join the Facebook group The Encounter Party, or even give a follow to us on Twitter and Instagram at Encounter underscore Party. Why? Because Encounter Party is dope, and we are looking to interact with you more. Thanks, y'all.